Welcome to session 46 of the Bible in a Year commentary. If you started this series on the 1st of January, then today should be the 15th of February. Today we'll be looking at Numbers 19 to 21 and Psalm 46. But so far in Numbers, we've read as they made the final preparations to leave Sinai. The journey to the Promised Land and then the stop in the wilderness of Paran. We read through all of the preparations and new instructions that seem like random rules, but were actually a retelling of Genesis 1 to 9. Israel was to be like a new creation, learning from the mistakes of the first time around. We then read as Israel set off, established and ordered by God, only to immediately complain. They weren't happy, there was no meat. Now, they should have known better, and so God punishes them harshly for their rebellion. But it wasn't just the people who complained. The challenge whether Moses was really hearing from God. The Israelites then arrived in the wilderness of Paran, just outside Canaan. Moses sent 12 spies to check out the land, and 10 of the 12 complained that the land was filled with the descendants of the Nephilim, and that they had no chance. Even after all this, the people still don't trust God to provide for them. A group of Levites, led by a man named Korah, rebelled and were killed by God. And yesterday we read as God reaffirmed the role of the Levites and of Aaron the priest. While the rebellion of Korah led to death, the obedience of Aaron led to life in the form of flowers budding on his staff. Which leads us to today's readings in Numbers 19 to 21. With God's judgment for the people's rebellion over the last few chapters, there are lots of dead bodies within the camp. This makes it a perfect opportunity to talk about what to do when the camp or individuals are contaminated by touching dead bodies. Think back to Leviticus and that particular way of thinking of clean and pure or unclean and impure. The process is broken down into specific offerings and washing yourself with water. So the people set off once again leaving the wilderness of Paran, starting the second section of travelling we find in Numbers. Miriam, Moses' sister, dies during this period of travelling. We're starting to see the old generation pass on, creating room for the new generation who would replace them and enter the land. They eventually find themselves in a land without water, so the people start complaining again. They never learn, except this time it is Moses that messes up. God tells him to speak to the rock and tell it to bring forth water. Instead, Moses talks to the people as though this is something he is doing and then bashes the rock with a stick, disobeying God and taking the credit for himself. So God tells Moses that he also will no longer enter the promised land. Now we really can say that every part of the Israelite nation has rebelled against God. You may think this is really harsh. After all this and Moses gets punished for that. But remember, the closer you are to the presence of God, the greater the responsibility you have to do things right. What we're meant to gleam is that Moses did know better. And this isn't the first time that Moses has grumbled or complained about the role God gave him. As they continue to travel, the Israelites face some opposition from the people of Edom. These guys are descendants of Esau, Jacob's brother. In many ways, these nations are like siblings, which is probably why God doesn't lead the Israelites into battle against them. Then Aaron, Moses' brother, dies. Still moving forward, Israel begins to win victories over the nations that fight against them, with God's support, of course. They defeat their first Canaanite, the king of Arad. The Canaanites were the descendants from Canaan, the grandson of Noah, that may have been born from Ham sleeping with his own mother back in Genesis 9, 18 to 28. But even after this first win, the people continue to complain. These people never learn. God sends serpents to poison the people and then gets Moses to lift a bronze serpent in the air. When the people look at the bronze serpent, they will be healed. Exactly why God gets Moses to use a bronze serpent is unclear. 
What's interesting is that Jesus picks up this imagery in the New Testament to describe himself. Just as this bronze serpent was lifted up to heal the people, Jesus was lifted up on the cross to save all. Have a look at John 3, 14 to 15. But from here, the people start doing well. They continue to march on through the wilderness and we get some of the songs they wrote during this period. Then they fight with the Amorites, who are a different group of Canaanites, and win. Except this time, they decide to settle in this land, which brings us to the end of this second section of travelling we find in Numbers. So that's Numbers 19 to 21. And let's jump into Psalm 46. This psalm is attributed to the sons of Korah and falls into the category of praise psalm. Each section of the psalm ends with selah, which is likely a musical term to pause. The structure is pretty simple. We get verses 1 to 3, God's protection against natural disasters. Verses 4 to 7, God's protection against enemy nations. And verses 8 to 11, be confident in the Lord, for he will be exalted. The psalm opens with a the theme of the psalm. God is our protection and refuge. Because of this, we do not need to fear. The first thing we do not need to fear is the natural order of the world. Even if the embodiment of order and stability, the mountain, is thrown into the embodiment of chaos and destruction, the sea. In other words, even if the world seems completely turned upside down and everything feels chaotic, even then we do not need to fear because we can rest in God. In the next section, we get a mention of God's city that's fed with rivers, which are often seen as sources of life. But while God's city is secure, there are nations that were trying to rage against it. But we need not fear what nations and governments do. Even against these, God needs only speak and they melt away. God is with us and he will protect us. The last section is a call to the listener. See for yourself the might of God. See how he is able to put an end to all wars and defeat the might of men. All that's needed of you is to be still and trust in that God is in control. Then you will see God rule over all the earth. The psalm reminds us of the confidence we have in God.